Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. are Porter, Eleanor, and Claire. They're the adult children of Mitch McConnell. And I got a question for you, Porter, Eleanor, and Claire. Where were you yesterday? Where are you? Why are you allowing this to happen to your father? Uh, I, I, I don't understand. Uh, his wife is named Elaine Chow. We know her. Uh, Trump calls her, you know, China Chow or something. Some sort. Uh, she was the uh, Secretary of Labor under George Bush. Uh, she was the Secretary of Transportation under Donald Trump, and now she is an elder abuser. She is uh, the wife of Mitchell M- McConnell, who is clearly in the throes of dementia. Clearly, is uh, struggling just to function every day. And they're allowing this to happen. Uh, if if they're doing quietly behind the scenes, trying to get dad, trying to get Mitch to step aside, that is good. But they're, they're allowing him to go out in front of the world like this. I assume they have a picture in their mind of Mitch in his, better, in his good days, his better days, his younger days. Wouldn't you like the world to remember him that way, Elaine Chow and Porter and Claire and Eleanor, wouldn't you like the world to remember your your father when he was strong and virile and younger and not eighty one years old and struggling just to, to 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 answer a question? How are they not stepping into this and saying, "Dad, it's time to step down. It's time to retire. You have grandkids. You have uh, millions and millions of dollars. He got fabulously wealthy while serving in the Senate." He and his wife have made a fortune. Why don't you go home? Why don't you go to one of your vacation homes? Why don't you play with your grandkids? Why don't you watch the sunset? Why don't you take a walk? Do you have a dog? Why don't you walk your dog today? Why do you think you can serve as the minority leader in the Senate, one of the most powerful people in the world? Why do you think you're entitled to this? This this is, and I know we've talked about this many times before, this drives me crazy. The reason he, the, the reason we have a minority leader in the Senate, one of the most powerful people in the Republican party in the, in the country is he's an egomaniac. He's a narcissist. These people think when they die, the world ends. They think everything revolves around them and we can't function without them. They're so important. 
And I, I guess people just accept it. There should be outrage today from everybody, Republicans, Democrats, hell. One thing people can unite on is, is Mitch McConnell is a loathsome figure. Uh, he, but even if he weren't, even if he were beloved, even if he were uh, respected, you would look at this and say, this isn't how it's supposed to work. We're not supposed to be a country run by just geriatric uh, egomaniacs. We are a country of laws. We're not a country of men. The graveyards, the cemeteries are full of irreplaceable men. Soon, maybe very soon, Mitch McConnell is going to join them. And you know what? The, the republic will carry on. We'll be fine. But how, would, how is this acceptable? How is, how is everybody not demanding he quit today? Uh, how is everybody not demanding Dianne Feinstein? Who can't function? Who can't function? She doesn't doesn't know what she's doing. Doesn't know where she is. She turned the power of attorney over to her daughter. She's ninety years old. She's suffering with with dozens of uh, of comorbidities. She's not going to be around much longer. But she's still in the Senate. So her daughter has power of attorney. She still has power of a senator. One of the most powerful positions known to man, and yet she won't quit or her family, or her, her, her nurses, her aides won't uh, quit for her. We already have seen her. She can't vote. She doesn't know how to say yay or nay, a or nay. She, she can't do the job. She's not fit to do the job, and yet she's in the Senate. This is just incredible. You would never allow Mitch McConnell or Joe Biden or Dianne Feinstein to do anything for you, to pick up your dry cleaning, to walk your dog, to bag your groceries, to deliver your mail, they would be forced to retire. They would be told, you must step down. You can't do the job. And yet they can be in the Senate. They can be president. I don't understand why there isn't more outrage, why there isn't a demand. This has to end. Uh, yeah, we saw it yesterday. We'll play it again. It is just jarring watching the <laughs> watching a U.S. senator who just freezes up. I know this face, just like I know the face Joe Biden made when he was uh, lying to the people of Maui. You can, you will see this face if you visit a nursing home. You could stop at a nursing home right now today and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk in, visit, bring some, you know, bring, the, bring some donuts, bring some flowers. You will see this face lining the, uh, the hallways. You'll see this face in the dining room as they sit down and have their uh, strained peas. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's sad. It's, it's a reality of life. This is how it ends. This is how it winds down. The one thing they're not supposed to be doing is making decisions that affect the whole world. <laughs> He's incapable. Now you tell me, anybody, anybody out there tell me this man could do anything today, could do anything. You couldn't, he couldn't be a Walmart greeter. He couldn't be a security guard at an, at an empty you know parking garage. He can't function. He can't do a job. He can't do this job. And yet today, as we sit here, this is the minority leader of the U.S. Senate. This is a guy representing the state of Kentucky in the U.S. Senate. Let's watch. Has he once again, he's done it before and he will do it again. This does not get better. He's not going to get a shot. He's not going to get a pill. He's not going to get therapy and be okay today. He's not okay. He doesn't belong in the Senate. He doesn't belong in any job. Hell, I'll go down the list. There's a whole bunch of jobs in the federal federal government 
where you're forced to retire before 70, somewhere you're forced to retire before 60 and you, you can be 81 and in the throes of dementia and you could still be a senator. Let's watch this. It is so pathetic. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. That's right. There's the face. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? That's a tough look. All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. That's not that's not the job of an aide to a U.S. senator. No. So two aides, if you're just listening along, she steps in, grabs him by the arm, says, uh, repeats the question that says we're going to need a minute. Then another aide comes and tries to uh, talk to him, and he just stares blankly. Somebody else have a question? There's, Please speak up. Uh, she's asking for more questions. Uh, that's not her job. That's a nurse's job. That's supposed to be a nurse in a nursing home or an assisted living facility or a nurse home aide comes to his, one of his mansions and takes care of him. That's not what a Senator's aide is supposed to do. Prop him up, hold him, yell the question in his ear and hope he recovers from this, this lapse, this, this, this moment where he doesn't seem uh, lucid. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. This is like, you, you, you know, we talk about the 25th amendment and people want to say that Trump was unfit for, for the presidency and you got to invoke the 25th amendment. I don't know what the amendment is. I guess there isn't one, but there has to be a way that you just today say, sorry, uh, he can't do the job anymore. The governor is a Democrat. He gets to appoint his replacement, but he has to choose from a list prevent, presented to him by the Republicans. So it'll be a Republican, I assume. Uh, I, I can go through the, the rule. It's a little convoluted in Kentucky, but I want to do this first because someone has to explain to me why Senate, why the Senate, why the presidency is different. These are some federal uh, mandatory retirement ages required by law, mandated by law, pilots, mandatory retirement age for an airline pilot is 65. Air traffic controllers, mandatory retirement age is 56. Foreign service employees at the Department of State, mandatory retirement age, 65. Federal law enforcement officers, national park rangers and firefighters, mandatory retirement age, 57. So a park ranger, has to retire at 57, but the head of the Senate, the Republicans in the Senate, the president, they're, uh, what would that be? 20, this, 24 years younger than Mitch McConnell. If you're a park ranger, you have to retire. This is in some states. Florida Supreme Court justices must retire by 70. Michigan judges must retire by 70. New Hampshire uh, judges and sheriffs must retire by 70. Um, same thing, Maryland, uh, New Jersey judges must retire by 70. So a judge can't do the job past 65 or 70, but a Senator can, a president can, it is disgusting that this, that forget, even if they were lucid aware, I mean, we know some of these, uh, elderly, um, politicians, some are older than others that. The, uh, let me get some of the uh, some of the names. We know most of them. Joe Biden, eighty; Charles Grassley, eighty-nine; Diane Feinstein, ninety; Bernie Sanders, eighty-one; 
Mitch McConnell, 81, Maxine Waters, 84. Those are the people making the decisions. And even if they are lucid, even if they are functioning, apparently, uh, they they're, think of their priorities. They don't care about something five, 10 years from now. They're not, they have a, a different perspective on the world, on the country, and it's not a good one. Their, they, their days are over. They're not, they're not planning for the future. They're not saving for the future. They just care about today and holding on to power. This is incredible. I looked this up this morning. In the Senate right now, the average age is 64. So the average age, the average age of a senator is you couldn't be a pilot or air traffic controller or a park ranger. <laughs> the average senator, there are uh, 54 senators over 65. There's only a hundred senators and 54 of them are over 65. 54 of them there would be forced to retire from most jobs. 21 are over 70 in Congress right now, Senate and uh, the house combined. There's 15 people over 80, <laughs> 15 people in of our elected representatives of the 435 are over 80. How is this even? How do, how do they leave him? How do they leave him up there after that? They allow more questions to be asked when he's clearly going through something. I heard he was, I heard the question. He, he, even when he's lucid, he's not lucid. He just mumbles. It's kind of like Biden. He's just frail. He's just, I mean, if, if he had a doctor's appointment and we, they told us the truth, they would say he's not well. Right. You know what they would tell his family? His three is his awful wife, this elder abusing <laughs> wife, or these three awful children he has. They would say, take him home, make him comfortable. Take make him behind the shed him. and put it in his mouth. <laughs> Enjoy your final few whatever months with him. You right. said it this morning. Mitch McConnell's not going to be around much longer. Nope. He's not. He's going to die while in the Senate because if he isn't being urged, convinced to quit yet, what's it going to take? How many more embarrassing moments, humiliating moments is it going to take for his family to step in and say, this is it. We can't, this is not how you spend your final days. And Diane Feinstein turns power of attorney over to her daughter. What's her daughter have to say about that? You just hang in there, mom. You know, to, you just sit, you know, we'll, we'll send the nurses and you be in your wheelchair. And when they tell you yay or nay, we will tell you how to vote. That is even worse. The reason she's hanging on is to help Adam Schiff get the replacer in the Senate. If she quits today, uh, Gavin Newsom gets to make the choice. And he said he'd pick a black woman, you know, because that's the most important thing. Skin color and, of course. and, and sex. It's working well and with he, the vice president so far. So keep it going. And, and if she hangs in there, um, uh, Nancy Pelosi's choice is to get Adam Schiff. And obviously the Democrats, uh, the, you know, the entrenched Democrats like Schiff because he does their dirty work. He goes out in front of the cameras and lies every day. He's a snake. He's a liar. They know it. They love him. So this is a way to protect Adam Schiff, to help Adam Schiff by leaving this corpse sitting there in the Senate until she passes away. She's 90. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's had a good long life. She's made a fortune. She's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Go, go spend it. Actually with her, it's too late. <laughs> I mean, what's she going to do? She will go right from the Senate to the, to the chronic ward in a nursing home. There'll be no in between. That's where she should be today. But they just are such 
These are such vile, loathsome charlatans. Don't care about these the lives of these people. They care about power. They care about helping their friends like Adam Schiff. They care, and, and, and Mitch McConnell doesn't care about anybody because if he stepped down, it'd likely be a Republican who would replace him and the, and someone else would move into leadership. I love this. We're here to, if you're listening, uh, watching any analysis, a lot of people are saying he won't quit the Senate, but he might step down from leadership. What the hell does that mean? So he can't function as the minority leader, but he can function as a backbencher? That's crazy. He can't do either one. He can't stay in the Senate. It is bizarre that people are, uh, everybody isn't screaming today. Yeah, this is from the uh, the Lexington, uh, or was it Louisville? Yeah, Louisville, Louisville Courier Journal. And they, uh, they, they point out that the governor, a Democrat, gets to... Uh, make the appointment, but he, his choices will be limited and the, uh, the Republicans control the, control the house. So he will have to choose one of them and hopefully he'll choose, uh, James Comer or Thomas Massey. Oh, there you go. There's a picture of a sitting U S Senator. It's not they, real. They, they, <laughs> she's, she's so far gone. She can't even, I mean, I hate to sound crass, but she's such a mess that she, I mean, you couldn't even begin to take care of any of her ailments she can't have an open casket. She looks awful. She just looks <laughs> awful. Uh, that's a sitting U.S. senator. Yeah. And uh, as Robert points out on the comment line, uh, what about Fetterman? Fetterman's in his 50s. What happened to him? Where did he go? He grew a mustache, shaved his little goatee, and he's hiding out. Where do you think? What, when you don't see or hear from somebody, that's not a good sign. John Fetterman, on top of everything else, is, is you know, manic depressant. And he's he's just going to hide. And, you know, when they need him to vote, he'll vote. My That's name is Senate. John Fetterwoman. That's how our Senate works. Well, and uh, that's how our presidency works. That's that's the comical thing. Uh, we, we know like Mitch McConnell, when he froze up, was asked about running for reelection <laughs> in 2026 when he'd be 84. That guy, that that bag of bones you saw being shuffled off the stage was asked about running for re-election. And I don't blame the reporter. It's a good question. These egomaniacs never walk away. They never quit. It's like, it's, you know, it's like athletes who, who, you know, past their prime, they go out there and will embarrass themselves because they don't want to give it up. They don't want to give up the money, the power, the fame. And they know, you know, they're, th- this is it. This is the highlight of their life and they'll never be in that position again. So they never want to give it up. He was asked about running for re-election. I think he gave an answer with the, you know, with the stare, with the blank stare and the mumbling. That was his answer. He can't. It won't happen. It's not possible. But uh, speaking of old and free, f- uh, feeble and frail, we got to get to our president who just can't stop lying. There's a story in the Washington Post this morning. I, I just read it. I went through it carefully. It's incredible. I want to I read the whole thing. I don't think I have time. Let me just tell you, they go through many of his favorite lies, all, you know, from corn pop to, you know, marching in the civil rights movement to his house burning down to all the lies we talk about every day. Corn pop was a bad dude. This, oh, by the way, they fact checked that and said that was true. That's one. <laughs> we know that wasn't true. Corn pop was a good guy. Corn pop kicked Biden's ass because Biden couldn't keep his hands off the kids. He didn't. He wanted the kids to rub his hairy legs. He's a he hero. He's a hero. Right. So, <laughs> Corn Pop was a good guy, not a bad dude, a good guy. But anyway, 
Uh, who cares about that? We, we, there's really important things he lies about. He lies about everything. They do a whole story. They run down all the lies. You know what? Want just guess. What word, what one word, what one noun, verb, whatever you want to call it, was not used in the story? Guess. Um, truth. Three-letter word. Three-letter word. Yes, true. It begins with an L. Lie. <laughs> lie. They never use the word lie. They literally list a dozen whoppers, lies, this man tells. And never, you want to see... Uh, biased by omission. This is the greatest example ever. They use a whole story. They run down. I'll give them credit. They cover all the lies. They don't put the Pinocchios on there. This is by their fact checker. They don't say he lied. They just point out all the contradictions and all the holes in his stories. Like, you know, when the, when the head of the, the Amtrak guy grabbed his cheek and said, Joey, you, you rode a million miles on Amtrak and the guy died like 10 years before that. They point out that the flaws in the stories, the holes, but they never say lies. But he told another one yesterday. It's just amazing. Again, lots of people lie. All politicians lie. Nobody repeats the same lie over and over and over again. Like Joe Biden, even when it's debunked, even when somebody somewhere must be pointing out, Joe, that's not true. That didn't happen. There, there's uh, contemporaneous reports disproving what you said. He'll go out the next day and do tell it again. Obviously, perhaps the lowest moment of his presidency. Now, I would say the lowest moment was the Afghan withdrawal and then the lie. And then, you know, killing a family of 10 to save face. That would be the lowest moment. It's hard to get lower than that. But the Maui appearance was pretty low. The Maui appearance, telling people who lost their children, their homes, lost everything telling them that he almost lost his Corvette and his cat was about as insensitive, as cruel, as callous as it gets, as tone deaf as it gets. That was, that will be remembered forever when he's long gone, which hopefully is soon, but uh, it doesn't stop him from telling it again. He had, we know this, the, the, the police chief at the time from Delaware said it wasn't a big deal. They put the fire out in 20 minutes. Joe Biden wasn't there. He was in Washington. He wasn't there, even though he watched the firefighters put out the fire. It was limited to one room. It was over in 20 minutes. And he just can't stop lying about it to somehow ingratiate himself to real victims of fires and hurricanes and, and natural disease and death. He just wants it to be about him. I guess we should be uh, encouraged. He didn't mention Bo. He didn't, he didn't mention his cat yesterday, but he did lie about the house fire from, by the way, it was uh, 19 years ago. He doesn't even know where it was. He's so clueless, but when does he start saying this. that Bo died in this house fire? <laughs> we are, we're about three days away from saying, yeah, I know I can relate. My son died in the house fire uh, in Fallujah when he was you know, in combat. That's, that's true. That's another one. I don't think the Washington post got to that. I'll, I'll give you the posts. Uh, lists of the greatest hits from the prevaricator in chief, the biggest liar who's ever held this office. But let's watch him. Yes, this is him. He's got Mayorkas. Is that Lloyd Austin behind him? And he doesn't, doesn't hesitate. No reluctance at all to look the world in the face and lie again. Go ahead. 
I didn't know anything like that, but I lately struck my house. We had to be out of that house for about seven months while it was repaired because so much damage was done to the house and half the house almost collapsed. <laughs> the house almost collapsed. Yeah. A reminder, this is a 10,000 square foot home. This is a massive mansion. Massive. One of his mansions. It didn't almost collapse. He didn't almost lose his Corvette. He didn't almost lose his cat. He's just making it up. Watch He's just me. making it up. All right, we'll get to the uh, to the list from the Washington Post. The list of, you know, embellishments. They use that word. And they use the word tales. He tells tales. He just tells tales. Did they ever say Donald Trump told tales or embellished? I don't think so. I'm when I signed sure. the bipartisan infrastructure. <laughs> they use that word, too. <laughs> Pretty sure when Trump uh, told things that were untrue, I'm pretty sure they said he lied. But Joe Biden doesn't lie. He just exaggerates. I'll get to that list. And by the way, speaking of lists, we're going to get to the list. This is hilarious. Love me a list. Of work Joe Biden has had done. And I'm not talking about work around the house, you know, that Hunter has to pay for all the home repairs. I'm talking about work on his face and his hair and his teeth. A plastic surgeon does a deep dive into Joe Biden's tr- transition and explains how much money he thinks Joe Biden has spent. The guys aren't supposed to do this. Guys, old guys, they're not supposed to do this. But as we know, he's as vain as they come. And people often ask when they see the old clips, they say, is that the same guy? What happened to him? Well, this guy will explain it. We have uh, a pretty, <laughs> a, a pretty amazing story or uh claim from Tucker Carlson who went on Adam Carolla's podcast about Barack Obama and a tease. You think Tucker's had some interesting interviews since he's been on Twitter. Obviously he's, he, he spoke to, uh, to Donald Trump. He spoke to Devin Archer. He had the president Victor Orban from Hungary the other day. He's teasing somebody, uh, a guy who has details about Barack Obama's uh, love life. I can't even, like, I don't even know how to tease this. I'll let Tucker do it. We got Tucker telling you what what he has in store. Come send the gay police. It's, uh, let me just say, it's a little, uh, a little sensitive, the subject. Barack Obama's sexual proclivities. Tucker's going to do a show with somebody who has details, and it is going to be wild. And uh, speaking of wild, Keith Oldman's attacking Riley Gaines, and it, it's even worse than usual for old men. It's so lame. It's so just juvenile. He's such a dick. Honest to God. We'll, and, but Riley can handle it. As we know, she can handle uh, all the attacks. She's really good at that. We'll get to all that and more. But first. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, this is for you men over 40. Are you tired of having your sleep interrupted by multiple trips to the bathroom at night? Well, you're not alone. Over half of men over 40 experience age-related concerns with their prostate. 
Fortunately, prominent holistic medical doctor David Brownstein believes that aging prostate concerns do not need to be inevitable. That's why Dr. Brownstein developed Prostate Revive, a powerful dietary supplement containing a unique blend of 15 key ingredients to promote prostate health and help alleviate the annoying symptoms of an aging prostate. So, men, as part of the special promotion, now you can get your own 30-day supply of Prostate Revive with an advanced formula containing a beta-cytosterol, sol palmetto, and a total of 15 prostate helpers in two capsules. You simply cover the $4.95 shipping and handling charge to get your trial supply. After your trial bottle, you'll continue to receive Prostate Revive for less than a dollar a day. You can opt out or opt in at any time with no further opt Obligation. So try Prostate Revive today at just $4.95. Act right now to get a bottle of Prostate Revive and our special report, A Doctor's Guide to a Healthy Prostate, as a special bonus gift. Order now at tryprostaterevive.com or call 800-400-7890. That's prostaterevive.com or call 800-400-7890. This product is not intended to diagnose, prevent, treat, or cure any disease. Uh, before we get to uh, Biden's face, and <laughs> to Biden's face and um, and um, Obama's love life, I got to do this because this just it makes me laugh out loud. There's a guy at the Washington Post, Glenn Kessler. He's a fact checker. He's not a, really a fact checker. He claims to be a fact checker. That's how they present him. But he's a Democrat activist who's there to protect Democrats and to attack Republicans. And everybody knows he's kind of a a laughing stock. He's kind of a uh, a joke in the business, but he's got this long piece about, let me see, let me get the headline. Uh, Here's the headline. Biden loves to retell certain stories. Some aren't credible. Uh, I I could be wrong, but I went through the whole thing and did not see the word lie. A whole story about Biden's lies without the word lie. He writes, President Biden, like many politicians, likes to tell stories, stories that attempt to connect his life story with audiences and make up an essential part of his persona. Speaking to survivors in Maui, Biden recalled how lightning had struck uh, a pond outside his home, sparking a fire. Quote, to make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my Corvette, and my cat. Uh, All kidding aside. Now, that is perhaps the most outrageous, insensitive thing a president's ever said, but you know, it's just Joe being Joe throughout his career. Uh, Biden's propensity to exaggerate or embellish tales about his life led to doubts about his truthfulness. Contemporary news reports on the house fire do not match his telling of it. Fanning criticism. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Criticism that he had lied to a vulnerable audience. So, they don't say he lied, but it was criticism. Other people said it. Watch me. So I guess the word is there, but they don't say he did it. But, uh, sometimes the stories turn out to be true, such as the one about his confrontation as a 19-year-old lifeguard with gang leader Corn Pop. When did that turn out to be true? But others fall short. You know, they fall short of the truth. Biden continues a tradition of embellishing his personal tales in ways that cannot be verified or directly refuted by contemporary accounts. Now, check this out. This is White House Press Secretary, uh, Deputy Press Secretary Andrew Bates. Quote, President Biden has brought honesty and integrity back to the Oval Office like he promised. He gives the American people that truth right from the shoulder. 
and takes pride in being straight with the country about his agenda and his values, including by sharing life experiences that have shaped his outlook and that hardworking people can relate to. They go through. Here's an accounting of some of Biden's favorite tales, not lies, tales. And they start with the house fire. They point out that's all lies. They mention the cat and the Corvette. The next one, the tale of the Amtrak conductor. Tale, not a lie, a tale about Angelo Negri, the Amtrak conductor that pinched his cheek and said, you got a million miles. And Angelo retired years before that and died before that story allegedly happened. And they point out, he, uh, he, he said, he told the story. Then he said, true story, which means it's not a true story. I'm serious. They, go, they actually break down and analyze the story when he told told about his father seeing two gay guys kissing in suits in 1961, which was an obvious lie. They point out that that's, uh, they said, Biden mentions this story when discussing gay issues, but there are reasons to be skeptical. He depicts a scene that would have been unusual 66 decades ago, describing an exchange with his father uh, taking place in 1961. Back then, gay men didn't generally kiss in public, writes the Washington Post. (laughs) Many people regarded homosexuality as deviant, and they point out that this probably didn't happen. Come send the gay police... Uh, then he talked about all the lies he tells about marching in the civil rights movement, which he's done a hundred times. This one, you doesn't get much play. He talked about his uncle, uh, and family members who fought, uh, his uncle, uh, Frank fought in the battle of the bulge and was awarded the purple heart. He said that after he became vice president in 2009, he arranged to present the medal to his uncle with the rest of the family in attendance, but his uncle died in 1999, <laughs> a decade before Biden became vice president. Neither his obituary nor his tombstone mentions a purple heart awarded while serving. He had another uncle who was listed as missing in action. Biden described him as being shot down on a reconnaissance flight. Uh, He uh, he, he claimed his grandfather, an oil company executive, died in the same hospital just before uh, Biden was born. Uh, Biden's grandfather died in 1941. Biden was born in 1942. <laughs> <laughs> totally made up, but not a lie, just a tale, just a little tale. All right, should we do, uh, want to do the, let's do Tucker. We'll get, if we have time, we'll get to Biden's uh, uh, surgeries, various surgeries, which is pretty funny. This, Tucker goes on with Adam Carolla. And you know what? Every time Tucker does an interview or does a Twitter show, I become less and less surprised that they fired him. I mean, he is a man. He is a, uh, uh, a bold man. He is a brave man. He says things nobody else says, not even on podcasts, not the ones I listen to. He goes there. He says, you know, Joe Biden showered with his daughter. Everyone knows that, but most people are uncomfortable saying it. They know she wrote about it in her diary. They, that's a pretty, credible source when someone's writing about something in their diary, but no one wants to touch it. And he goes there. He criticizes the, you know, the war in Ukraine. He criticizes Zelensky. He goes after, you know, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Republicans. Uh, you know, he talks about January 6th being a setup. He, he says the CIA killed Kennedy. He says things that just upset, you know, the powers that be, the, 
the, the uniparty in Washington, Republicans, Democrats, corporate interests, big tech, they all, they, there were so many people that wanted him gone. If you were murdered, there'd be a lot of suspects. And by the way, he's convinced they're going to assassinate or attempt to, I should say, assass, attempt to assassinate Donald Trump. He said it over and over again. He said it again uh, in this uh, interview. But this thing, this talk about this tease. He's going to have, a, we'll play it and then we'll tell you about the guy he's going to have apparently on his show. It is going to be difficult for the mainstream media to ignore this. If this guy comes out and he's credible and he makes these claims about Barack Obama, I guess they'll, they'll ignore it anyway. They'll say, oh, that's Obama's personal life. But maybe the Barack Obama we watched for eight years in the White House, maybe that's not the real Barack Obama. Let's listen to Tucker explain. Go ahead. You know, everybody I knew, the world I lived in, in Northwest D.C., like everyone works either directly for the government or is a, a parasite on government effectively, including people I love and know really well. And the media is, too, by the way. I mean, the media is reporting on government, but it's also dependent on government. You know, in 2008, it became really clear that Barack Obama had been having sex with men and smoking crack. <laughs> and a guy came forward, Larry Sinclair, and said, oh, I'll sign an affidavit. And he did. I'll take a lie detector. And he mm. did. I smoked crack with Barack Obama and had sex with him. Well, that was obviously true. Nobody reported it, Duh, not obviously. because they were squeamish about sex or drugs, but because the Obama campaign said Come anyone who reports police. this gets no access to the Obama campaign. And so they didn't report on it. So that happens. That's just one small example. But that happens all the time with lots of different issues. Now, and do you, do you believe that transpired or do you believe the guy is legitimate on the trans both? Oh, the Larry Sinclair story. Oh, that definitely happened. Oh, for sure. I mean, I've talked to Larry Sinclair about it and oh, definitely it happened. I mean, if you Larry Sinclair has been in and out of prison during one period, I mean, you know, 40 years ago, he was in and out of prison. He's got a criminal record by definition. He's, you know, poor. Uh, he's got a disordered life. He's missing a tooth. Like he's not, Nothing wrong you know, an Atlantic fellow. Um, he's not going to the Aspen Ideas Festival. I think he has a record of deception. Obviously he does. But this story, if you listen to it in detail, is clearly true. I mean, there's just, I mean, I'm going to do an interview with him and you can hear it. And again, it's not going to change the world that Barack Obama likes dudes. I think this was well known. <laughs> Barack Obama said so himself in a letter to his girlfriend. Hold on. I play, I pay pretty close attention to the news. <laughs> I uh, Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I missed it. But it's pretty well known that Barack Obama likes dudes. <laughs> Is it? I did not know that. And this, I did not know about this Larry Sinclair, this guy who has uh, sworn affidavit. And did he say he took a lie detector test? He did marry so he someone that looks crack? like he did marry someone that looks like a pen swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, but I, I don't believe that. It's real. I think, I think she's a woman. She's a strong woman. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker says he's going to have the guy on his show who swore on an affidavit and took a lie detector test that he had sex and smoked crack with Barack Obama. That's a thing. And I love the way Tucker says, oh, yeah, everybody knows that. They do? <laughs> maybe I'm, maybe I'm uh, I don't know, not paying attention, not close enough. For maybe I don't live in D.C. and maybe people in D.C. I never heard that. I never knew that. That'll be an interesting uh 
Tucker Twitter show right there. And that's another example of why he was just too hot to handle for Fox News. Imagine if they, he tried to do that on Fox News. Hey, we're going to have a guy on that. Yeah, tell us about it. You know, how many times did you have sex with Barack Obama? Countless. <laughs> did, you always smoke, <laughs> did you always smoke crack when you uh, had sex with Barack uh, you can see the Murdochs and whatever, the corporate sponsors, they're just flipping out. What a, what a tease that is right there. What a tease. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I really don't. And this just one, I mean, he, this, this podcast, like any interview he does, he's just dropping bombs left and right. Uh, you know, talking about things that uh, people just don't, maybe they don't know. Maybe they, uh, Maybe it's been kept quiet by the corporate press. The corporate press don't want you to know that Barack Obama likes dudes. The fact that he's that matter of fact about it is so funny. I know. Is that on purpose? I always want to see. Is, or does he really think that everybody knows this? It's just Pearl Harbor, nine eleven, Barack Obama having sex with guys. Everyone knows it happened. Everyone knows it. Oh man, you know what? Maybe it's better off if Tucker doesn't end up on some other network or with some other company because he on his own, man, he just holds nothing back. It is just fascinating to watch. I guess he's got nothing to lose. He's got plenty of money. He's got plenty of followers and support. So he's just going to let it hang out there. And man, I hope he's uh, safe up there on the Island in Maine. Cause there are going to people that just do not want him doing what he does. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, Let's get to Keith Oldman. Let's get, let me get to Keith Oldman. Who's just as, as he, you know, I give him credit. He did the uh, segment each day when he was on, when he had a job, when he was on MSNBC, he did the worst person in the world every day. And I was proud to win it a couple of times and I've stolen it a few times, but uh, the worst person in the world, at least yeah, I'm not, we're not talking mass murderers. We're not talking, you know, whatever Bill Cosby's. We're not talking the people who set the wildfires off in Greece or the guy who withheld the water in Maui. We're talking about, you know, people in the media. Keith Oldman is one of the worst people in the world. He's obviously just a stone cold liberal, hard left Marxist. He hates the other side with a, with a burning passion. He hates Trump. He hates, you know, Sean Hannity hates Tucker hates Riley Gaines. Now, I'm not sure how you can hate Riley Gaines. She's lived through the unfairness of, you know, transgender, you know, in sports. She tied um, Leah Thomas, a six foot four inch, well endowed male in uh, her race for the national title. They gave the trophy to him because the, you know, why not? I mean, got to give it to the man. Uh, she was in the locker room when he was walking around naked with a full head of steam. She knows of what she speaks. She has devoted her life. She was going to dental school. She put that off. She's devoted her life to saving women's sports, to supporting women in sports, to stopping the tyranny of the minority and uh, the takeover of women's sports by bullies like Leah Thomas. She's you know doing Good work, righteous work out there. But Keith Oldman doesn't like that. He wants men in women's locker rooms. He want, Maybe he wants to be in a woman's locker room. Maybe that's what he's hoping for. He wants men to beat up on girls. He likes, he, likes Obama, he likes Obama that much. He's trying to copy every single footstep he's ever taken, apparently. Uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. He's, he's never been, I know, never been married. I don't think, never had any kids. He was once dating that uh, Tur, Katie Tur, the MSNBC anchor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he likes girls. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like girls. Who knows? But doesn't matter. We'll have to check the flight uh, logs to he, see if he likes girls rather than women. 
this is how he responds to Riley Gaines fighting the good fight. He says, uh, can you just address the reality and move past it? You sucked at swimming. That's why you lost. That's, that's had 1.8 million views on Twitter. It has uh, 256 likes. You sucked at swimming. She's one of the best swimmers in the country. She, she you know, she, she's won a, you know, hundreds of awards and medals. And, you know, she, she was in the national championship competing against a man. I mean, you could say what you want about her. Yeah. She doesn't suck at swimming by it's, any definition. That's, I mean, it's just so you know petty and, childish that's keith oldman's response you suck at swimming it's got 256 really? likes in 770 quote tweets <laughs> oh is that right <laughs> <laughs> i mean she she came back and so did everyone else i mean that's your that's how you know the argument for transgender people um, you know for men in women's sports men pretend to be women going in women's sports that's how you know it's you know incoherent and just empty. They have nothing. I mean, there is no argument. So yeah, but what about Leah's feelings? Oh, so all the women, all every other woman in the pool, the hell with them. This one guy has his fetish and you must indulge him. That's their argument. That and Leah, that and uh, Riley Gaines, one of the best swimmers in the sucks at swimming. I mean, you got nothing. It is just, I mean, that's why, again, I say it all the time. It should be an issue in the presidential race, it should be an issue in the, in the primary, in the campaign. It's a strength of Ron DeSantis. If Ron DeSantis ever debated Joe Biden, which I can't even say without laughing, um, he, he would, it would you know, bring that up. You defend men in women's sports. Go ahead, Joe, Biden. go ahead. You know, Megan Rapino, Keith Oldman, go ahead. You, you make the case. They can't. It's about indulging the, the 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 fetish or the desires of one confused e- egomaniac, one narcissist who thinks it's all about him, couldn't keep up with the boys, decided to race the girls and kick their ass. Uh, it's it's just indefensible. They got nothing. If this is the you know the argument you got, you got nothing. That you suck at swimming. Uh, gains. Uh, I mean, a whole bunch of people responded. Gaines holds the SEC record and one of the uh, for the 200 butterfly, one of the fastest Americans ever in the 200 butterfly. Butterfly. That's that's. Uh, she says I broke that record at the uh, obnoxiously orange school you happen to like. Is that Syracuse? Is that what it is? Yeah, the orange. Keith went to Cornell. I think he went to Cornell Farming School or Cornell Agricultural School, something like that. Not real Cornell, as um, as uh, Ann, Ann Coulter often points out. She went to the real Cornell. He went to some, you know, some subsidiary or something. Anyway, that's uh, the argument you get. You suck at swimming. Just admit it. I mean, that's like a child. Honest to God. Speaking of children, we got uh, this, uh, this. I love this story. AOC, who has 13 million followers on Twitter, on, on X, says she's considering leaving Twitter. Uh, this is from uh, Newsmax. It says, progressive rep Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said Elon Musk's acquisition of the social media platform X is forcing her to consider closing her account. She told the New York Times that Musk taking over Twitter has dramatically changed the media environment. On that, we agree, AOC. 
You are right about that. Asked by the Times if she would leave X, she said, quote, this is a conversation that I've had. If one monitors my use of that platform, it's fallen off precipitously. I think what would constitute a formal break is something that we actively discuss, whether or cry or whether it would require an event or if I just if it's just something that may one day happen. I don't know what that even means. Um, it's not something to be taken lightly. You know why she's pissed? It's because of the parody accounts. There's a couple of great parody accounts that are funny as hell. One of them's really good. T- tweets about you know pretends to be her. It says parody. That's the rule. There's parody accounts of Elon Musk. Parody accounts of lots of people, but AOC, she doesn't like that. People making fun of her. She's going to walk away. Consider this. She was happy when it was controlled by the federal government, when it was controlled by the Biden administration, by the DOJ, the FBI, when they had people uh, in in the company, in Twitter, controlling that, suppressing uh, Republican conservative voices, suppressing any criticism of... Uh, of Fauci or of AOC. She wants that. She supports fascism, government control of the media. That's her. That was good. Now that it's free and open exchange of ideas to some extent, she doesn't like it. That says more about you than it does about uh, Elon Musk, AOC. And uh, don't let the door hit you on the way, uh, way out. You, you, you to walk away from a platform where you have 13 million followers and they would be trapped of seeing you, I don't know, put on your makeup and drink wine. I don't know. I don't see her walking away. Good luck. She'll be just like, as you point out, Rob Reiner, you know, others who've said, that's it. I'm done. Who's the uh, actor who plays the big, the scary, uh, uh, the, the, what's that guy's name? Anyway, big left-wing actor. The gay dude from Star Trek? Huh? The gay dude, uh, George Takei? Is that you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he does it too, but no, this guy plays this monster. Uh, what is his name? Whatever. He, he's, he's like George Takei and that he's a crazy lefty and he's always threatening to leave Twitter, but they never actually do. They just threaten. All right. Let me do Shay. And then we're going to get to uh, all the work Joe Biden has done. We have some insight into why Joe Biden today looks like a different person than Joe Biden in 20 years ago. I mean, and why at 81, I mean, at 80, he's got a nice full head of gray hair, but at uh, you know 60 or 50, he was uh, bald as a frog. We'll let you know why, why that all changed. But let me do Shea. We'll get to that. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... 
While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right. I don't really know. Uh, I don't know if this is appropriate. <laughs> this is uh, some California plastic surgeon decide to uh, uh, spill the beans on the uh, president. And, you know, everybody knows he's had work done. It's, as, as Tucker would say, everyone knows that. It's well known out there. <laughs> Obviously. The political world. I mean, yeah. It's hard to hide. It's, well, obviously, uh, this, um, you know, can't, he's on video. He's on this photographs. Everyone knows he looks much different than he did. It just seems like you're not supposed to do this when you're a, I don't know, 60, 65, 70 year old man. I mean, you're just supposed to accept the fact that you're old, but he can't accept that because to bring this full circle, uh, these politicians, they think the world revolves around them. They think that they really matter, you know, that it's all about them. And he has to keep up appearances. He doesn't want to look old and it didn't work, but he looks different. He just looks old. Uh, This is from uh, the daily call of the right. President Biden may have spent as much as $100,000 on facelifts and hair implants. A plastic surgeon estimated in a viral TikTok video. President Biden is now 82 years old. Well, he's wrong about that. He's only 80. I think he's definitely had some plastic surgery, says Dr. Modiki. Dr. Modiki. And Dr. Modiki makes this video where he actually has photographs and video and explains what Biden did. <laughs> um, I don't know. It seems like it's against I don't know, the oath, maybe, if you're a doctor to do this, but uh, what the hell? Let's uh, let's watch. Let's listen to Dr. Modiki. President Biden's colleagues are now accusing him of having too much plastic surgery. Do we think he's had plastic surgery? President Biden is now 82 years old. I think Everybody he's definitely had some plastic surgery. And I don't think it's necessarily recent plastic surgery. I think he's had procedures throughout the years. And he has some of the telltale signs of plastic surgery, starting with his hair. We can see that even 30, 40 years ago, his hair was thinning quite dramatically. And then we see some signs that he underwent a hair transplant procedure. And probably one of the older techniques, because you can see some Nothing of the unnaturalness to the hairline and, and the way that the hair was grafted. Secondly, if we look at his brow, there's some telltale signs there, particularly if we think about other actors like Burt Reynolds or singers like Kenny Rogers, he has that same look to the upper brow and upper eyes where there's an unnatural appearance to the lines. If we look at his brow lines on the side, normally they would come like this and come down slightly, but on him we see they're turned up and going this way. So at some point he definitely had some sort of a brow lift procedure. And in men, as I always say, it can make them look feminine or a little odd in the brow. And we see that in President Biden. Secondly, he has some telltale signs of a facelift. He definitely has slight pixie ears. We see again the pull on the side of his face. Also, when he's turned to the side in certain angles, we can see some of the signs near the ear and in the neck here where it looks like at some point he had a facelift. Next, if we go to his eyes, we do see throughout the years that he had some prom- Prominent eye bags where he was looking tired. Then we see them kind of go away, come back a little, go away. Also, you can see a change in his eye shape, possibly a little bit to the brow, but also the upper eyes and under his eyes. We can see again the signs that a lower blepharoplasty was done because his eye shape is quite dramatically changed here, as well a little bit of bunching of the skin there. Then I think throughout the years he's probably done touch-ups with Botox and fillers, but overall I think he's had a significant amount of plastic surgery throughout his career. Yeah, I would say <laughs> he makes a good case. Um, but does he look better? I mean, does no. he look younger? Did it help? I mean, I, obviously he looks different. I mean, but imagine privately you're sitting there and it's your, whatever, your father, you know what a, what a narcissist he is, but you're saying you're going to drop a hundred grand, obviously he can afford it. He's made tens of millions of dollars selling out the country, but did it really work? Did it help? 
right, I'm, I'm, I'm determined to find this actor. It's driving me nuts. He plays like a big, he, he plays a, uh, I know there's a lot of, he plays like uh, a, a, I don't say a Marvel character, but he's like a, yeah, like a Marvel character, monster, bad guy with a big head and a, like a, like a weird. Uh, Thanos? What's his name? Thanos? Are you looking for the actor? I have yeah, no, what's, no idea. Yeah, what's the actor's name? Uh, oh, shit. I don't remember. Uh, Thanos. What, was it Thanos? What, what movie is he in? I don't, I'm not into those movies, man. I'm not into Josh them. Brolin? No, he's not an <laughs> ugly, big, ugly guy. This guy literally, literally, literally looks like a monster. Michael Chiklis? Anybody? Yeah, one of those kind of characters where he's in the movie. Ron Perlman. Thank you, Mrs. Oh. Major. Oh come on! <laughs> you suck at this. You know, How do you? I mean, I'm, there's so many things you could have said. Hellboy. You could have said Hellboy. See, I don't know that movie. I don't know any of his movies. But he's said a crazy. Sons of Anarchy. Man. He's got that jaw that looks like it chews through Sons metal. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's the guy, Ron Perlman, who's uh, always threatening, you know, whatever, to beat up uh, conservatives and leave Twitter and move to Canada and everything else, but never does it. Uh, he's a lunatic, but a big. Hardcore lefty. Anyway, pig. Thank you, uh, Mrs. Majors. That's my. What else is he? That's my favorite Hellboy? drop. That's actually uh, Ron Perlman. Nasty pig. <laughs> I forget. Who. He in Hellboy? What else? Hellboy, Sons of Anarchy, uh, and like little stuff here and there. He's pretty much typecast. Seen him in a movie, but uh, I know he is Hellboy, whatever that is. Anyway, something it's like a little figurine reminds me like a little child toy. Oh, look, Hellboy. <laughs> anyway. He's he's another guy threatening to leave Twitter just like AOC, and none of them ever does. Anyway, we'll leave it there. Thanks to everybody for uh, listening and helping out. Thanks to Mrs. Majors. Thanks to you, I guess, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Kelly, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.